The Dallas Cowboys missed in the first round of the 2017 NFL Draft. What went wrong, and did they rebound in the rest of the draft? All that and more this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, what's going on, sir? Not much. We are still going through these uh, these previous draft classes, and this we finally come to the one that has uh, managed to ruin Taco Tuesdays for basically half a decade for me. Um, so I guess I'm excited to talk about the 2017 draft Dallas Cowboys draft class. Yeah, uh, what a class, by the way. This one was something else. Uh, all right, let's let's dive right into it because, man, there's a lot to talk about. First of all, this is the first draft of my life that I didn't get to watch live. I was actually, oh wow, I was actually in the White House. Uh, that that, that's right. That's for, right. For a school meeting uh, that we had there, a school like get together. Um, so I didn't get to see the pick until I got back to the hotel room, and let me tell you. It's not happy. Uh, hmm. So here's here's what's going down. So going into the 2017 draft, the Cowboys needed some defensive end help, right? They they just if you remember the year before, their def- defensive ends were just so bad. They they really needed a pass rusher, but they also needed some cornerback help. Uh, Byron Jones uh, was playing some cornerback at that p- time, uh, right? Because they drafted him in 2015. Yep. Um, yep. more they've Morris Claiborne was gone. They, they needed cornerback help. So they were trying to find a way to, to address both of those needs. And we kind of heard going into the draft that pass rusher first corner, second round. Uh, let's see how the Cowboys can do it. But, um, let's start with taco Charlton round one pick 28. What well, happened here, Landon? Well, let's 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 actually go back a year real quick. It, it, and and actually, if we if you if you guys have gone back and listened to our show about the 2016 uh, draft class, we talked about in the second round around the time Jalen Smith was drafted that the Cowboys had their eyes at that time on Emmanuel Ogba. So they had been looking for pass rushers early since the previous year, and 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 the issue had basically come to a head at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Like they knew that they absolutely needed someone opposite of of uh demarcus lawrence to kind of be a player here well, to, to help them just a passer and, and i'll even add to that remember at this stage in demarcus lawrence's career he missed sure, a yeah. lot of time between 2014 um he he made basically missed the entire season with a broken foot 2006 yeah. or 2015 he was good he had eight sacks 2016 he only started three games um i believe that's partly when he got suspended for uh, the violation of the PEDs, and then he got injured. Like the, he just was not a reliable option early on in his career. That's absolutely true, and he he definitely, I mean, has dealt with some injury stuff throughout his career. Uh, but at the very least, he was the only thing the Cowboys had in the way of pass rush at this point, really. So the Cowboys really needed to find something opposite of that. So defensive end was clearly on the menu. 
Um, but the problem was is that there wasn't this wasn't an exceptionally deep class of pass rushers, and 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 really it wasn't uh, at the at the great spot where the Cowboys were picking. Uh, and let me, I'm speaking at, at, like like we're at the time. I, I understand what the reality is now. At the time, there it wasn't a great class, uh, especially where the Cowboys were picking at 28 for defensive ends. You know, there were a couple different guys that all had some flaws to them. Taco Charlton being one of them, uh, you know, being considered probably the most ready-made and not ready-made because I mean, he had ways to go for sure. But like the, the bot, the an NFL body that I think that people thought would, would be helpful at defensive end. And then there was this guy out there that, you know, some of us had gotten wind of early that was not an option because he's not a defensive end. He's more than likely a linebacker. He can't play defensive end. Joey, John, myself, you, I'm sure, and a couple other folks started watching TJ Watt and noticing, hey, this guy's got pretty strong hands. Hey, this guy, despite being undersized, seems to play at a, at a strength level that's higher than that. Hey, uh, uh, this guy you know, plays stronger than it, uh, than his weight seems to indicate. So for a lot of us, as the time got closer and closer and we marching towards this, this draft, TJ Watt became the guy that we wanted, right? Especially if, if the board was going to fall the way that we thought it was going to fall. If TJ Watt fell to the Cowboys, there were many of us that were pushing very hard for this because we felt strongly that he could play defensive end and, and, and for the Cowboys. We got lots of word back that the Cowboys didn't feel that way. Um, and when draft night came around and the pick was Taco Charlton when TJ Watt was still on the board, um, yeah, I was furious. I was, I was, uh, I was pretty mad. As about as mad as I've I've been about anything the Cowboys have done in the last ten years, I would say. Uh, and 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 I think I think the reason I bring this up, and I'll let you. I'm sorry, I've kind of built no, no, this a lot, but I, I think the thing that has been the kind of resounding takeaway from this draft class and you and I discussed beforehand is that the Cowboys were right to sequence the picks this way. They, they yes. chose the correct sequence to get the best optimization of talent that they want. They made the right decision there where they failed is to pick the wrong defensive end first. And if they had, I mean, if, if, if we were able to look at the top three of these picks and see TJ Watt, Jadobi Awuzie and Jordan Lewis, I think we would look at this draft class in a vastly different way. Uh, maybe as one of the better draft classes the Cowboys ever had. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. A couple of things I should to say for some background info. You have to remember where the Cowboys were coming after the 2016 season, right? right? They just lost the playoff game against the Packers because they couldn't get any pressure on Aaron Rodgers in that last series, right? Yep. If you remember, their leading sacker during the 2016 season was Benson Mayoa, who had yep. six sacks for them. They drafted Randy Gregory in 2015, and going into that draft, the 2017 draft, we already knew that Randy Gregory was going to be suspended for the entire 2017 season at least. So we were basically writing him off. Demarcus Lawrence had missed significant time in two out of the three seasons, and they also had David Irving, who was also suspended at the time. Like, they just didn't have anybody. So we knew they were going to draft a defensive end. My biggest problem with the pick then and the pick now is I'm not sure how you line up Taco and TJ Watt next to each other. All you have to do is put their stats 
their college production, their athleticism next to each other and say, we're taking this one guy over the other. Taco was a late breakout at Michigan who was 23 years old, who never had a double digit sack season, who tested as a very average athlete. He actually ran a 505 yep. 40 yard dash compared yep. to TJ Watts, same conference at Wisconsin who had incredible production. Um, was a fantastic athlete, tested in the 99th percentile. How did the Cowboys take that? On top of the – there was concerns about Taco's leadership and character coming out of college. I, I, that's the part I just don't understand. The, the one thing that I do say – that I will say here is that let's be clear that T.J. That Watt was misevaluated across, across the, the NFL. Yes. Like, like, I, think that, I think there's this misconception that the Cowboys were the team – that that screwed up the evaluation from of TJ Watt. If TJ Watt was properly evaluated, he would have been the top three pick. You know, the Eagles aren't taking pick. Derek Barnett over him, right? Yeah. This just the, the Dolphins aren't taking Charles Harris over him. No. And and so, you know, and, and and you know, Harris was the guy, like Harris was the guy that a lot of us were were hoping for to fall to the the Cowboys there. And and or, or a lot of people, a lot of people were hoping for. I again was for TJ Watt, but I think that, you know, if you look at that situation, like even the most optimistic of us ranked, understood that TJ Watt's stock value was below like fourth defensive end at best Mm -hmm. there. Right. Like, so I I think that, you know, again, the taco Charlton pick was especially egregious because it felt like he was even a tier below that that top tier of defensive ends that was in this class, right? That mm-hmm. like he was a second round reach of taking a defensive end when you still had TJ Watt there. Uh, but again, like I think we, we can move off of this that pick because that player was the problem. That choice, that selection of that player was the problem. I do want to focus on the positive there is that the Cowboys did correctly sequence these uh, and made some good picks after that. Yeah, I should also mention there was a couple other guys that the Cowboys did have their eye on in the first round that we don't talk about enough. Uh, like they were interested in Malik McDowell, who went 35th yep. to the Seahawks. Now, McDowell ended up not working out because of an off the field incident um, where he was in an ATV wreck, but that was somebody that the Cowboys uh, were very interested in. There were some rumors about maybe the Cowboys taking Kevin King at that spot. Uh, so there were there were some guys available, but the Cowboys went with Taco Charlton. I think we spent enough time on that one. Can we can we move on? Yeah, I mean, I, I will point out that you're right. The Cowboys did kick around the idea of of changing the sequencing, going Kevin King, and then trying to see what they had a defensive end later in the second round. That wouldn't have worked out much better either, frankly. So no, I, the options at defensive end at that point were pretty bare. It was Dwayne Smoot. Uh, Chris Wormley, who was another Michigan guy, I remember a name that got tossed around a lot was Deshaun Hall from Texas yeah. A&M. Yeah. Derek Rivers was somebody that a lot of people liked. Now, if you want to go like the Cowboys Twitter, the, the guy that Cowboys Twitter liked quite a bit was Carl Lawson, but he didn't go until a little bit later in this draft. But shout out to our guy, Josh. Uh, yeah. let's, uh, let's move on to day two. Um, but before we do that, I want to tell you guys about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including this year's news, odds. Uh, We've also got basketball futures, NFL futures, hockey, Major League Baseball, and of course, UFC. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information 
including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Landon, second round. Cowboys select cornerback Chidabe Uwuzie from Colorado. A little bit of a surprise. I don't know if he was on the radar of a lot of people for the Cowboys, uh, but that's who they went with the pick 60. Turned out to be a really good pick for them. I know that the Cowboys didn't sign him to a long-term deal, um, and there were some <laughs> people were always a little bit uh, frustrated with his lack of interceptions, but turned out to be a really good corner in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that this was a very good pick, and frankly, it's hard to argue against this and the next uh, pick being bad. I think Jadobia gave you solid starter uh, snaps. They started, yeah. six, uh, I think he started good 63 player. games at this point. Yeah, he's a very good player, and 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 actually has gotten better. I think as he's moved on to Cincinnati with even more opportunity. I mean, frankly, you mentioned it. He was a very good player. His issue was always about tracking the ball down the field when the ball went down the field on him. That's basically a a singular flaw. But outside of that, he was very good cover corner, solid tackler, reliable player, uh, tough. Uh, Yeah, I think the Cowboys got what they wanted out of Chidobe Awuzie without a doubt. And I think, you know, we're better for it. I, I was a little surprised that the Cowboys didn't make more of an effort to try to re-sign him. I understand that the last year he was here was a little bit up and down. He dealt with some injury stuff, mm-hmm. but um, you know, I thought that he was a very solid player for the Cowboys, and I think he's still a solid player for Cincinnati. He's a really uh, good player Cow- for Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, and the Cowboys got a, a really good pick at sixty, and again, kind of once again showing that they they understood the value and, and the of the the depth of the draft. They mm-hmm. just made a, a bad pick at the top. Yeah, and I remember this is one where a lot of people wanted the Cowboys to take uh, one of the Florida cornerbacks, Quincy Wilson and Tease Tabor. Both those yeah. guys went into the second round. How many career games do you think those two guys have started combined in the league? Did Tease Tabor ever, like, uh, actually he did because I remember seeing him getting totally toasted by somebody in the NFL. So I guess he did play some games. I, I don't have total any starts. Ten total yeah. starts for those two players. Quincy Wilson's Tabor. been out of the league for two years now. Tabor's been a guy that people pick up like midway through the season just to get them through the rest of the season. But he's been atrocious. So bad. Yeah, yeah. so bad. So that uh, doesn't surprise me. Third round. Uh, the Cowboys get actually the guy that I wanted in the second round in Jordan Lewis. Now, one of the reasons why Jordan Lewis fell so far is he had an off-the-field court situation that went on, um, and the Cowboys drafted him in the third, and he was cleared like a month later after the draft yeah. because I remember in – February in March, Mel Kuyper was talking about him as a top 25 pick. Yeah. Um, didn't obviously didn't go there, but uh, again, a, a fantastic third round pick by the Cowboys. Yeah. And I think several teams had him preseason as a, as a first round pick for uh, that Michigan team that turned out to be pretty decent. It was one of the first decent Michigan teams yeah. they had had in a, in a while. Um, yeah, and, and Jordan came in, you know, one, and once he got drafted, like very soon after he got drafted, the situation with uh, the domestic situation got cleared up, and uh, mm-hmm. and he we haven't had any kind of other issues with him. And Jordan's been a very uh, uh, great part of the team, is, is very well liked in the locker room, and that group of, of corners really became very close. But but yeah, I, I thought I think that Jordan Lewis. You know, he struggled with injuries early in his career, struggled to get on the field. And so there was, I think, concern as to how quickly he was going to get up to speed. But I think since then, there has been times when, you know, he's been overexposed 
There's been times when, um, you know, he's uh, had kind of some up and down play, but I would say for the vast majority of Jordan, Jordan Lewis's career, he's been a solid, reliable corner that, you know, he's great to have as part of, of a group of corners. And, and I think he can do uh, some very specific tasks that you can ask him to do that. You can't ask the other corners. I, I go back to that, that new Orleans saints game where he did a fantastic job of, of covering backs on the backfield when, when that was how New Orleans was, New Orleans was trying to, to attack Dallas. Uh, I think that he is a guy that can come in, play solid snaps for you as a nickel corner. And I think honestly um, is, is a guy that, you know, if the Cowboys ever felt really confident about Kelvin Joseph and felt like that they, you know, maybe had a glut of corners or they wanted to move one off. Not that I would want to get rid of Jordan Lewis, but I, I would imagine that his contract, the way he's played, yeah. he could he could demand something on the trade market because I think he's he's shown you to be a reliable corner who you can plug in uh, and give you solid snaps and isn't a huge liability. Someone that's going to have a, a giant target on his back when he's playing defense for you. The way that I view Jordan Lewis is like average number two cornerback, really good number three cornerback. But for Dallas, for most of his career, he's been the most overqualified number four corner in the entire league. Yeah. But that's how you have a really good secondary is if you have a guy like that where, hey, we don't need you this week. Are you cool just playing special teams and playing 15 snaps on defense? Great. Hey, we need you to play 45 snaps against Alvin Kamara. Can you do that and yeah. handle him? Yeah. You When you're picking this late in the third round, I believe this was pick 92. Yep. I mean, you can't ask for a better pick than that. It's it's so, such a good pick by Dallas. Absolutely. And 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 the Chidobe Awuzie, the Jordan Lewis, uh, and the and the, the safety that we're going to talk about here in a second, to me is really what made this draft, you know, uh, more palatable than we remember. Yeah. You know, yeah, because if, of what, what if you only, if you only come out of this draft with Taco and Awuzie, and let let's say that's it, it's rough. It's a rough class. Yeah. But the fact that they were able to get Lewis, Woods, Noah Brown, it, it made it a little bit more palatable. Yeah. We'll talk we'll talk about those guys in a bit. Yeah, let's let's talk about those day three picks. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Built uh, Built Bar. You know how our friends at Built are always coming up with new and amazing flavors. Well, this time Built has truly outdone themselves with their new mud pie flavor. And for the first time ever, Built is introducing the new mud pie flavor in both mud pie bar and and Mud Pie Puff. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. If you are a chocolate fan, you're going to want to sit down for this one. It is a 100% real chocolate with chocolate mousse, whipped cream, and it's topped with cookies and cream crumble. Absolutely fantastic. Only 150 calories, 8 grams of sugar, but 16 grams of protein. You're going to want to order these right now because supplies are not going to last. Go to built.com. And use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, let's talk about the Cowboys' day three picks. Uh, another really solid day three uh, picks by da- the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, fourth round, Ryan Switzer. He was okay for Dallas as his first year with the team. Then he got traded for Jihad Ward. Uh, he's been on and off some teams, but... He's a fourth round slot receiver that you you did get a year of production with. Yeah, I mean, I think Switzer wasn't a a, a huge bust. He wasn't a huge hit. Uh, he was a fourth round player who got on the field and, and provided some value for you at different points. A, a, a solid 
uh, connection of the bat to the ball. That's uh, that's he, what I would call that. And he did have a punt return for a touchdown in his career against yep. Washington that I really enjoyed. It's fine. This is you fourth round pick that contributed a little bit in the NFL. Hey, it's fun. And he ended up he ended up on your favorite team, so uh, that works out, right? So, Which one? Uh, the Raiders was, or the Steelers? Was, was he? Was he? A, oh, he went to both. I didn't know that. Yeah. I I, yeah. I, I, I he got he traded to the Raiders first. He got traded for the Raiders first to the, from Dallas for Jihad Ward. And then oh, he got that's traded. right. That's right. And then he got that's traded right. for Chris Bryant later. So I my my brain had somehow skipped the Raiders part and thought that's he had fun. gotten traded to G Hardwood. Yeah. But, so both uh, of your favorite teams. Wow. Yeah. There you Impressive. go. Uh, next one, a guy that all of Cowboys Twitter was begging for starting late third round, Xavier Woods. Um, when you find a safety at pick one ninety one that would go on to start sixty five games over five years. That's pretty good. Now, Xavier Woods was never a high-end starter. I would say an average starter. Maybe a couple of years he was a little bit better than that. But again, a starting safety in the fifth round or in the sixth round, you just don't see that. So we'll talk about another guy in the, in the next of these series, in the 2018 draft class, that has, that has uh, an argument to make here. But can you think of a player – that specifically draft Twitter, da- dra- Cowboys draft Twitter, was more singularly excited about at this point getting in the in, in the on the day three than Xavier Woods. I mean, I, we're going to eventually talk about Michael Gallup, who was actually not a day three guy, but but I, 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 he's the only other one I can think of where universal like explosion of of of, of happiness. You know, outside of Des Bryant and you know C.D. Lamb, yeah, you're like, talking you know, about the, like day three guys. Well, even really day like any outside of like your first round picks, right? Can you think of anybody uh, that the Cowboys Twitter, you know, specifically the, the the folks like that follow the draft heavily, was yeah. so excited about as Xavier Woods getting t- taken in the sixth round? Because I'm struggling to. I know that you know Jeff Cavanaugh himself was very excited about Michael Gallup. Uh, uh, when he got picked the next year, so we can talk yeah. about that in the running. But I think, as far as like all of dra- Cowboys draft Twitter and and Cowboys, you know, people that are extremely online with the Cowboys, yes, it yeah. felt like Xavier Woods was the guy who represents like the biggest scream pick, right? For 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 the Cowboys in I don't know the last decade, maybe. Yeah, the only one that I would say would be close. Um, I think Cowboy fans were really excited when they took like Tyler Biotish in the fourth round because it was like just the best player available, but it wasn't even close to Xavier Woods, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's the one for me. Maybe Cedric Wilson a little bit. I know people like Cedric Wilson a lot, but, but no one, but no one really knew. Well, they but did, we were I making guess, campaigns for him, Wilson. right? Like we yeah. were talking about him on big podcasts and national radio. Like we like these guys and stuff, like watching film, but where universally, like the approval rating is a hundred percent for a six round pick. I don't know if we've ever seen that. Like I was rooting for Xavier Woods to get picked right after Jordan Lewis was picked. Like I would have been <laughs> like happy we were thinking about Xavier... trading up for him at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was good with Xavier Woods getting picked where Jordan Lewis was picked. Yeah. yeah. No, and I, and, and, I don't and the know. fact that they went through another pick and, and then didn't have a fifth round pick and still got Xavier Woods. Like I just remember like watching that ticker and then seeing his name. Not it's still there. He's still there. He's still there. He's still there all the way down to 191 where we picked him. Uh, you know, enough about the excitement. 
the fact that you got a guy like Xavier Woods who came in here and again, I mean, he stored, he started, he's played in 77 games so far in his career. That's pretty fantastic for a six round uh, uh, safety. And we're not talking about, uh, uh, you know, special team snaps exclusively. This guy's started a ton of games in the NFL. Um, and he's, and he's was able to have a, a decent career was at different points by far the best safety the Cowboys had. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then has gone off and, and, and played pretty decently, I think, for Minnesota as well. So uh, the fact that you were able to get a player of this ilk, uh, to me, I think really showed you the power of the Cowboys uh, scouting department. You know, that, that they have really done – this was the first – one of the – this combined with the year previous to this really, I thought – showed you how the Cowboys the scouting department had developed and, 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 and was able to find yes. these guys later in a way that it feels like other teams don't have as much success in. So uh, yeah, I, I, the Xavier Woods pick to me, that's, it was, that was really the crown jewel on trying to like recover from the early part of this draft and, yes. and, and, and doing some good work in the later part. And he's the pick that keeps on giving for the Cowboys because when they lost him in free agency, they actually picked up a fifth round compensatory pick that turned into right. Damone Clark, who I think a lot of people are really excited about the Cowboys drafting this year. So that pick for Xavier Woods in the sixth round continues to, to pay dividends for the Cowboys. Uh, let's run through some of the, uh, these other ones kind of quickly. Um, the rest of them aren't super fantastic. Marquez White was a slow, long corner from Florida State who's bounced around some semi-professional leagues. Joey Ivy, I saw, Joey just got Ivey. signed by somebody. Uh, he's been in and out of football uh, over the last couple of years, playing with like five different teams. Never really did much for for Dallas, but hey, it's a it's a it's a late round pick. Jordan Carroll, a defensive tackle from Colorado, who I was a little excited about. And I then literally, one- I literally forgot about Jordan Carroll. I like that. I saw that name, and my brain was like, I don't remember who that well, person is. So he ended up getting beat out a little bit in camp by like Ken Bishop. If you remember Ken Bishop yeah, from a I while do. ago, but yeah. uh, Noah Brown last, uh, last one we're going to talk about here. Pick two thirty nine. Uh, he's played like a million snaps for the Cowboys on special teams. He's always been the number four, number five receiver. We have seen his production actually go up a little bit over the last couple of years, but my goodness, this, this is the exact type of player you want in the seventh round. Somebody who gives you good depth, can play special teams and gives you uh, a, a, just a lot of uh, a lot of special team snaps. A lot of formula here, right? He's very young, very athletic, underdeveloped, right? Like those three things, like that. Those that's a really fantastic late round pick. Played in a school at Ohio State where you know there's tons of great players. So a young, athletic, underdeveloped player may remain all those things at Ohio state because of all the talent above him. So he comes, he comes in, he really a large portion of the reason he got drafted was because from what I understand, Zeke lobbied heavily for him and Mm -hmm. that Zeke vouched for him heavily that this guy's a football playing dude and he's proven it. He's come in here and played kind of that what's referred to as light end a lot where he's playing as a wing, he's blocker. He's, he's a, uh, he is a receiver. I mean, he's, he, you know, you go out there and watch him, you will get confused at times between him uh, and CD lamb, just yep. watching him physically, which is man, that's something else. That's impressive. Uh, but I think that, you, you know, 
he's gotten better as a receiver over time because of experience. Like he simply just didn't have a ton of experience coming into the league. Uh, and he's developed into an incredible special teams player. No one is, no one I think is expecting him to come in even this year with the most opportunities ever had. No one's expecting him to come in and, and be wide receiver three or be, you know, some kind of, uh, uh, you know, huge part of this offense, but he's the kind of guy that he's the kind of roster glue that you have to have on this team, right? A guy yep. who can play offense for you when you need to, but also will be reliable on special teams. A guy that will be rosterable week in and week out. This is a guy who is going to be on your 53-man roster and has been on your 53-man roster almost since he's been on this team. It's really impressive for a guy who was picked 239. Yeah, we, we love Noah Brown, and we really like what the Cowboys did. Again, on day three here, when you get an Xavier Woods, uh, a 50-something game starter, you get Noah Brown, who has played a ton of snaps. Even Ryan Switzer, you know, you get yeah. one or two good seasons from him. Really good uh, class. I should also mention, part of this class was a pretty strong UDFA class, uh, yeah. which included... Blake Jarwin. So you've got a starting tight end as a UDFA for a few years. Uh, you got a backup quarterback in Cooper Rush, which is nice. And then you got Dan Skipper, who didn't do a lot for the Cowboys, but he's been a swing tackle now for the Lions for a couple of years now that you found in undrafted free agency. So when you combine Jarwin, a couple of years of Jarwin as a starting tight end, a backup quarterback, a rotational offensive tackle. I know the first round pick was an absolute boy, if I get it. But overall, it's not not even close to one of the worst draft classes in the Cowboys' history. I still can't get over that there's a 6'10 offensive tackle somehow is still hanging around the league. It's crazy. Bodyguards, uh, man. Yeah, seriously. Uh, yes, I 100% agree. It's easy to look at this class and look at Taco Charlton and then turn your brain off and say this is a terrible class. I just strongly disagree. You got a lot of great quality snaps out of this class and you continue to get good quality snaps out of Jordan Lewis, Noah Brown, you know, Xavier Woods got you a comp pick. Shinobi Awuze got you a comp pick. Cooper Rush you know, got won you a game. That's right. right. You know, and, and Blake Jarwin played f- some great football for you over the, over the years. So I, I think, you know, you, you get, it's easy. It's easy to look at the at the, at the top end and, and get upset, you know. Especially when you consider yeah. how good the Cowboys have been at the top of the draft, well, or what you think this class could have been, or what it yeah, could have sure. meant long term for the Cowboys. Sure. That's it's easy to get frustrated, but you still get you got a lot of quality snaps from this class. Some that are still on the team, some that are not, but earned you comp picks. Absolutely, and I think that that is ultimately what you're looking for: players to come in, give you solid snaps. You didn't get a pro bowler out of this class necessarily, but you got a lot of solid players, and that's not a failing draft class. That's Correct. a that's a solid draft class. Yeah. Um, there, trust me, there's years where the Cowboys would have loved to have a draft class like this where you get three or four guys that can contribute because they've had some, right? They, we'll talk about 2019 in a little bit where there's only one player that's really done anything of note for you. Um, it's tough. Uh, All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Please go check out the Locked On NFL channel. Uh, Just because it's the offseason doesn't mean there's not news to cover and sports to talk about. Uh, Go check them out wherever you get your podcasts, YouTube, Odyssey app, Google Podcasts, all the same places you get the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We will continue with our draft series over the next couple weeks, so make sure you guys tune into that. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time.